Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 47. Oh, yeah. This episode, we're going to be talking about Midsummer and Yesterday. So, Tawana, what are we sipping on today? So, uh, a couple episodes ago, I did, uh, was it an oatmeal stout by uh, Sam Smith? Okay. So, keeping in tradition of like trying my thing of trying to like match the regions with the beer a little. I uh went back to Britain because of yesterday. Um which takes place in Britain pretty much. Do you want me to sing the song? <laughs> no. We're no, good. thank you. Thank oh, you. okay. I'm no, ready thanks. though. Well, no, anyway. but please don't. No, no thank you, Alex. Yesterday. No, no, we're okay. Yeah, I'm ready. See that? It's no. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that the the Spotify track or me? No, that was you. Yeah. Yesterday. Okay. Spotify keeps playing. I just, I'm not even I, I think it's wow. the hundred proof um yeah, bourbon you're saying. And my trouble seems so No. Spotify uh, needs to stop. It keeps going. You you should stop. Like Thanks. it yeah. I think Thanks. it's you. Thanks. All right. Anyway. Back to the stout to water. <laughs> so I tried another one. Um, which is really tasty. Sam Smith's uh, Organic Chocolate Stout. Uh, it's basically like a sweet stout. It's pretty, pretty tasty. It's brewed with the same well water as last time. They have to go like 70 feet on the ground for their original well water because their well fell. Uh, and they could get some bath water from Belle Delphine, the Insta thought. Wow. She's selling it now. Yeah, no one cares. Do you hear about that? I don't care. Wow. But I've never heard of it. You haven't? Because I don't care. <laughs> I've, unlo- I've unlocked a treat for you. <laughs> you're, you're watching. Tawana. Have you? <laughs> you're watching Thoughts on Instagram. Thoughts on Instagram. She, she's the thought, though. Oh, wow. She's, she's selling her bathwater and she sold out. Wow. So How do we even know this is this bitch's but fucking bathwater? How do we fucking know? It probably know that? isn't. It's, it's just probably some fuck, for health regulations. Probably some fucking filtered shit from the fridge. But she like she does videos of herself <laughs> right. like in the bath. It's like for all you thirsty gamer boys. I am impressed with her. Exactly, thirsty <laughs> gamer boys. Because who the fuck I'm would buy that? Yeah. I mean, g- how entrepreneurship? Yes. Yeah, do it. But so, what if we brewed beer from Belle Delphine's bathwater? No, thank fuck you. Her. That is no, the fucking. That's it. No, no thank that's you. it. That's the. I don't even know who this bitch is. That's still, the algorithm. That's no, the algorithm. I don't care. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks. You know what else is the algorithm? This fucking this fucking bourbon dude. I know. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm gonna tell you all about I've that. I've tried when to get Tawana through this review twice, and <laughs> yeah. you've interrupted me <laughs> twice. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, that little sniff of like bourbon is killing you. Yeah, right half so, in, so, half uh, out. We'll so, call your fiance. Right. Tell her come pick Don't you up. call her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Crossing the line. So, Tawana, <laughs> finish your stout story, please. Um, I don't, where was I? No, I was just kidding. Uh, anyway, so they brew it with the same well water. <laughs> Quite, not bath water. Well <laughs> not water. bath water. They should. Um, we'll run out of that. They have these, uh, they gently roast these organic chocolate malt and organic cocoa. And then imparts this sort of like really smooth and creamy uh, uh, character. It, 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 it finishes really well. It's really deep flavors. Um, good aroma, vanilla, milk, chocolate, molasses. I don't 
know, it does taste kind of candy-like too, right? Yes, it's, it's nice. It's nice, but you can, a lot of coffee notes. I like. It's got some, I would drink it at breakfast time if I it was like yeah, a brunch or something. Yeah, because it's a it's a sweet stout, so it it would definitely go well with breakfast. Yeah, it's definitely desserty like, mm-hmm. but I I like it because it, it, it's just creamy and sweet. Uh, you definitely taste the roast in it. Uh, the vanilla, the chocolate, the cream. Uh, it's really good. Uh, check it out. Wasn't that pricey? I got, uh, what is this? A pint? So this is the 2.7 full ounces of pint and whatever the count is on that. Nice. Uh, it's like five bucks. So, uh, wow. yeah, check it out. It's not bad. Very tasty. Highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it too. It, I actually oh, you have it with ice cream. Wow, that's a lot. But you could make a beer float with this. No, thank you. Too many calories, but oh yes, I get uh, it. But if you're gonna do it, then you're gonna do it. I get it. You can't be like, mm, I'm gonna take a nibble. No. Yeah. If you're gonna yeah. do something like this, you gotta do. You it. gotta jump in. I, I hear yeah, you, jump man. in both feet. Well, what do you got, Vaughn? I'm jumping in, and today I'm I'm moving us a little bit in a different direction. I'm I'm trying a whiskey, and this is a very popular whiskey now, and a, a very um. Little known whiskey, but all of a sudden there's a lot of buzz around it. And it's Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Whiskey mm-hmm. from Lynchburg, Tennessee, the home of Jack Daniels Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to give you a little insight on yes, please. Um, Uncle Nearest. Quick pause. He, he was the quick pause. What is the difference? So this is an American whiskey. What differentiates it from a bourbon versus like a scotch whiskey? The The difference with the reason it's a whiskey and not a bourbon is, is the processing and with the mm-hmm. amount of sugars or corn in the in the process. So it makes it in the barrel, in the, in the kind of barrel that was used. This has also been charred in a maple barrel. So it's, it's a little bit different from your usual bourbon process. But really and truly, this the thing about this whiskey is that Uncle Nearest was an enslaved person in the 1800s and he, he was taught, a slave well we go with the we now have modified that term no i'm gonna say he slave was an enslaved person but because until reparations enslaved. comes down i'm gonna make you feel bad is he's a slave <laughs> he was a slave yes thank you and he taught yes jack daniel who didn't slaves teach but go ahead we already know that <laughs> We already know that. I'm sorry. The, the point is, Black. he created the formula, and he is known as the godfather of American whiskey. I know. Okay? Nearest. Yeah, Nearest. Is the godfather of American whiskey. Not Jack whiskey. Daniels. People, fig- people don't want to recognize that, but he is, because he created the America. process. So, And this is America, and I'm sure if we dig deep in a lot of these formulas, you're going to find a black person. And, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. The country. But I wanted to sample it today because I've been seeing so much about it. CBS News did a whole piece on it. That's cool. Um, um, it's just, and the woman who's running the distillery now, mm-hmm. I, she, her last name is Weaver. She's the first oh, yeah. African-American yeah, I've heard person of her. to run a distillery. Yeah. And she's a woman. So, Absolutely. I mean, just, it's it's incredible that this is all happening and it's, it's a synergy around all this right now and I'm happy for them and I was a little afraid of it at first because I didn't want it to taste like Jack Daniels and it doesn't it's much smoother it has a great so flavor superior, superior product it's, I mean it's a little expensive obviously <laughs> it's a little expensive <laughs> but it's it's worth every buck and I, I'm just 
I'm happy I had a chance to talk about it. And I posted several it's articles. Gi- it's given me superpowers to yeah. say, like a Spotify recording. Alex has a lot of superpowers. <laughs> it's given him right super now. interruption power. Wow. <laughs> but I posted several articles about it in our oh, in our Facebook channel. And um, I just want you, everybody to give it a chance. Because it's really tasty and, and it's going to move its way up my repertoire. And I don't usually step outside of the bounds with bourbons and whiskeys outside of uh, Kentucky. But this is one that I, I actually love from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend it and I'm going to keep drinking it. Okay. So that's my bourbon note. I'm glad you or like whiskey it. Note. And also to, just to talk about the fire at, um, at um, what's, what's, the, what's the other whiskey? Come on, they had a big fire. Oh, um, one of the big shops. Ma- right? Wasn't well, that Makers? Is it? No, 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 no. I drink it all the time. Cherry, uh, cherry, cherry notes. It's not. It's. It's not bullet. Beam, Jim Beam. Oh, Jim Beam. Jim Beam lost forty thousand yeah, barrels of bourbon last week in so. the last two weeks, and it was a fire that was. They had to research the fire. The mm. fire started from a lightning strike. So, no way! And is it, there no protection from that? Forty thousand barrels, and the and the the fire department has just decided to let it burn in, instead of trying to put it out, right? Because they didn't want to damage other barrels that were nearby, or right? Anything like that. But the problem has been now the the burning of that whiskey has entered the water table in Kentucky oh. and so a lot of fish have died and they're worrying about it, the water being contaminated Holy shit. so there, there's a whole thing around it now so there's a lot going on in, in, in whiskey and bourbon news oh, so no. you know it, I know it's going to affect prices but what Jim Beam said was that it was it's younger barrels so it's not the the older aged ones well, that they use good. for Jim Beam but I'm sure it's going to yeah. affect the prices of course and you know they distill a lot of other bourbons in that distillery, so you never know where it's going to touch it. Right. But it's just it's one thing to know that these things happen. There's, there have been a lot of fires of, of these distilleries in the last couple of months, so it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen. I wonder if someone's trying to manipulate the price. I feel like that's what's going uh, on. Could be. I feel like that's what's going to go on. Could be, could be, could be. So let's jump into midsummer, Tawana. Well, back up. Let's talk about industry news first. So, uh, anybody want to go first? Should I go first? You go first. Um, I only have a couple things. Uh, one, uh, let's talk about Black Ariel. Mm. Uh, Halle Bailey. And not Barry, folks. It's Halle Bailey. Bailey from, from (laughs) the, from the group, the singing group. Let's be clear. She's hot fire. Mm -hmm. Her and her little sister, but then we sound like pedophiles. Okay. (laughs) Because they're like 12. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you forgot about that. But okay. (laughs) Anyway, I just think it doesn't really fucking matter. Let's just put that there. Okay. There are more important things in America happening. Not to be super political, but I don't give a fuck. There are kids in cages. Yes. Um, Global warming is a real issue. Uh, Women losing their rights over their body is a real issue. Um, You know, the race of a of a mermaid. Racistness <laughs> happening continually in America without being addressed is a real issue. Uh, abuse of all sorts are real issues in America. I mean, have we not learned about internment camps? Right. But <laughs> this is not a, a issue, America. Get your shit together. Find other things to talk about. 
And then I'm off that. Now, <laughs> the second one uh, for my industry news was I've been hearing really, really good good things about the Toni Morrison doc, mm-hmm. The Pieces I Am. Um, here in New York, I know it's playing at BAM. Uh, actually, it's a job at BAM. I'll be reaping their fucking praises on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... Um, I'm sure it's playing in Angelica if you're in New York or Lincoln Center. Uh, these are the, like the art houses we have in New York. Um, but I hear really good things. It is really, really interesting. Uh, really digs into our life. Talks a lot about it. And people have told me that I didn't think would be into that. But maybe they were fans of her work. So Who, Tony Morrison? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you'd think because uh, she writes of the African diaspora, mm-hmm. uh, the, the she her her fans vary, you know, because it's not just that she also writes for women, um, sexuality, lots of different things. So, uh, but yeah, I guess check that out because I definitely want to see it. What about yeah, you guys? I mean, it's gonna be. It's, she's mm-hmm. making the moves. Yeah, what about definitely. you, Alex? So, <laughs> everyone remembers the not so successful Ghostbusters reboot. Yes. The women, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't good. I think that I think they were, I think the problem was they just tried to hit it on the head too hard. Yeah, they didn't write it well. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. so it wasn't that great. They probably had five writers. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was disjointed. Um, but it, it, there is one. There is a new film coming back. Um, it's from the article that I read. It's not totally clear if they've scratched that cast but it seems like it is so stand by for more on that um but it does have the kid um i think michael from stranger things he was like he played kind of the eleven's like eleven's boyfriend in the new season that guy yeah so he's in it he's like this part of the family and obviously in stranger things they like were dressed up as ghostbusters and i think in the first or second seasons right um but it's actually being directed by the son um, of the original director. Okay. The Reitmans. Reitman. Senior Reitman Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Reitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going down. That's up in Canada at the moment. Um, they had some set photos where they've got the original um, station wagon, which mm-hmm. is sort of all rusted out. And they've done, anyway, there's a few set photos that the director's posted trying to get people. They're really trying to lean into the nostalgia. That's right. the key. That makes sense. Wow. wow. I like it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. If they also, can revive that, that o- the original, right. if they can try to get back to that, I think. Well, also, remember I said there's a third Ghostbusters coming out, too, with uh, Sigourney and a bunch of them. No yeah. shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, just to cap off our industry news, uh, in my neighborhood this weekend, actually on today, on my own blog, Steven Spielberg is shooting the reboot of West Side Story on my blog. And it's actually being cast with real Latinos and real black people from the neighborhood and uh, outside of Rita Moreno in the cast because everybody else wasn't of Latin descent. So it's kind of interesting to see where that's going to go. Um, and I saw a lot of the cast members dressed in 50s garb and doing their best so good luck to them and the filmmaking business give me some of that (laughs) 
And Alex is wow. Alex, you don't need any more I think you're bro. good, Alex. You're no, now on re-radio a little bit. <laughs> you're good, Alex. Thanks. You cut me off? Yes. You're Compared good. to this guy? I also can't reach the bag, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow. Anyway. Um, all right, on to Midsummer. Yes. All right, directed by... Ari Aster, uh, he did Hereditary. Uh, he's done a couple others. He's very odd yes. and has a thing about religion or cults. And he's he's into some kind of fetish body fetish. Yeah, everything. But see, the thing about his films is like everything. Pause for a second before I go into the synopsis. But it's like with him, everything is based off something real. So the demon in Hereditary was a real demon. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least mythical or mid like mid law demon. No, he was a real demon. Mm-hmm. If you look him up, you you'd see there's some reference to him. And then I read a few things about this. Um, I read that this was his reaction to a very bad breakup. Oh yeah, clearly. Um, but clearly you could he was, see he was the girl in the breakup. No, I think he was the guy in the breakup. Mm, I don't know. He's a tool. <laughs> anyway, but um. <clears throat> Clearly, you could see something else was going on. I think there's something more to that Midsommar mm-hmm. thing. I mean, excuse me. <clears throat> a lot of people have things about the summer and about the solstice, whether it be the fall or the summer, mm-hmm. the winter or the summer, rather. Um, so I believe that to be a little bit true. Hence, I will say, on to the synopsis. This guy's yeah. very odd. Clear but I throat. do like his films. Yeah, clear your throat for you so course. you can get into the synopsis for us. Because I know you got a lot to say. I do have a lot to say. I do but too. don't I always? I do too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so, I mean, the synopsis reads a couple travels, but I'm going to say a group of friends travels. Yeah, it's really about a friend. Um, to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fable midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly dissolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition uh, at the hands of a pagan cult. Hmm. That says it all. Yeah. <laughs> Entirely. Because I actually saw this movie twice. Um, I, if I never ever see this movie again, it'll be too soon. Well, I have a but couple. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. I have a couple movie dates, and there were there were some interesting and, things and about I, it. You I, know. I, pr- I promised, promised both people I'd go see it, so Ugh, I had to. I feel sorry. <laughs> both of them were like, "So you, you're cheating on me I'm together." A, I'm gonna say one thing. I'm gonna say one thing about this movie. There were some, some beautiful moments in the movie. The cinematography was stunning. Cinematography, and I thought about you the entire time. Did you? Tawana's gonna love you know, all this in my pants about c- it. Uh, cinematography stuff. Well, you know, but Polish. The problem that I have with this movie is it was all it was it was excess in the shots in in those weird moments that didn't take you anywhere. The right. story fell apart to me, <clears throat> and it, I, and it, 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 it totally fell. fell apart to me. Okay, and it was interesting because I've been talking to people about this for like because. Most people love this film, and and then there are people that just don't get it. And right. I was with a lot of people in the audience that did not get it. Really? But I think that 
And for me, like many films in the last year, I've been waiting on for something else to happen. I literally sat on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. Now where is the next thing? Like, as I was waiting on something to happen throughout this movie. And they spent so much time establishing the weirdness of the space. <clears throat> and, right. and then, and you already knew, we already knew about the fucked up relationship between this this girl and this guy. Yeah, because that was real clear. And when I talked to men versus women about it, women all seem to glom onto the breakup relationship of part of it. Of Whereas men were like, oh, that was some crazy fucked up shit that happened over there. And people like all the men were talking about that part. All the women were talking about the breakup. And I was like, well, that really wasn't what the movie was about. It was a it was a subtext and there was a layer of it, but yeah. there was so much more to it. Yeah. And and with him, and like I wanted more explanation of of what this cult was about. And 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 I just felt like, well, why didn't you give us that? And I felt like there was some maybe some connection with hereditary at some point. Yeah, it felt but more like it was I didn't get that. And felt, I was like, oh, where is it, it? You know what it felt like? You know how uh American Horror Story has connections to the previous seasons. Yeah. A lot of it felt like that. Yeah. And I was waiting. I was waiting right. on more of that. And like I said, okay. And they would tease you with it and make you feel like you were headed in that direction. And then they would go off. Right. And I said, well, what, where, where are you going? Where are you going? And then and, and just the, 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 the oddness of how you have a group of people that's going to go to a place. Oh, we're going to go to this festival. And immediately... They start taking drugs. You don't know anything about these people. You're just going, oh, I'm going to just jump into this mushroom shit real quick with you folks. Just because. I kind of felt like that was just college kids behavior. Okay. It didn't seem out of We all been to college, but you also know you don't take everybody drugs. I definitely wouldn't have taken mushrooms. You don't take everybody (laughs) drugs. I wouldn't have taken shrooms. And then then they're handing you, something else. drink this. Drink no, this elixir. Like, I also was not drinking all the shit that they were drinking. Right. Also, oh, I'm, you go. I mean, where do I, where do I go with this? I mean, can I go to the obvious way? Oh, you can go to the obvious way. Go ahead. It, it's it. white people. Yeah. I mean, I know there was a black day. guy in there, but he was there for a very specific reason because yes. he was writing his uh, dissertation. Yes. So he went along for the ride for the sake of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assumed he joined in for the sake of the experience, which would lead to more content for his work. Right. But and they the were all grad them, students. They were all grad students or mm-hmm. PhD candidates. Right. Um, with the exception of the girlfriend. I don't the know why girlfriend, she was there. She... I don't. Was she a PhD candidate or she was just a grad student? I think she was just a grad student. I think she was just a grad student. And the girlfriend the, of that dude. I think the boyfriend and the black guy right. were the PhD, they were PhD candidate. candidates. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I I, I kind of I wasn't surprised. It was like, eh, that's why I should. <laughs> right, but you know, I think it and and I see, but when, when you ball it down to that, yeah, that's where it got sloppy to me mm-hmm. because. It could have been so much better. It could have been more elevated because right. in Hereditary, right? It I was Hereditary was far more confusing brilliant, than this. Brilliant, but it was it was thought provoking, and it and it was executed in the right way. This could have also been the same way, but there were so many little points of oh, here's some oddness over here. Right. We're never going to explain it, but there's just here's some oddness. And then, oh, we're going to move into this other area. Oh, here's some more oddness and a great shot. 
And I'm like, well, where is the fucking story? Give me, can you give me some story? And then right. I find out this week right. that they've decided to add that 30 minutes that they cut out of the movie originally. Today, not gonna they're see gonna it a third add, time. They're going to add that 30 minutes back it's into two, this stupid ass two and film. And, a half hours and I'm like, it was long enough as it was. I, oddly enough, I saw it twice and I didn't feel like it was two and a half hours. I was engrossed. What were you engrossed in? Please explain your engrossness. All right. Explain it to me, For please. one, okay, so, so the first time the I saw it. The silly looks on that white woman's face? No. Were you engrossed in those? No. Please help me. So the first time I saw it, I saw it in a in a theater that I didn't have many people. I think it was us, which is like three of us, and maybe four of the people. So it was completely empty, and um, it was early in the day because it was like 4th of July weekend. Mm. And um, I saw it in a packed house at Lincoln Center. No, we saw it that Friday, that Thursday. What was Fourth of July? Like Wednesday. We mm-hmm. saw it Wednesday afternoon because they let us out like right. So I think by then people weren't you know thinking about the movies just yet. But anyway, <clears throat> I say all that to say it was really quiet. We went along for the ride. All the things you found weird, I found weird. I was taken away with the like cinematography. Much like you, um, but I found it very immersive, and so I just kept going along with the ride. When I was done, I was like, "Wow, that was a fucking crazy film," and left it at that, and like try to think about it a little bit. But I think where I differ from you is I saw it a second time, and the second time is where I got a little more clarity, mm-hmm. and so I was able to see a lot of the um, the foreshadowing. I was able to recognize a lot of the immersion. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was a, I was able to see a lot of the cinematography again. So I think that second taste made it not so bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you will not go see this. I've never seen this again. <laughs> you will not see it again. He will not I've see it again. Never ever. Alex, seen I recommend again. you try it. I'd love to see it actually. Um, and they're so recutting it with an extra thirty minutes, right? Now. I will go with you if you want to go. That's, I'm sure that's what the because story is. And maybe I went to something, the AMC on 19th Street. It's great. Okay. Maybe no, something interesting will right. happen in this they next get, 30 minutes. They get the nice uh, like seats now. In the 30 yeah. minutes, maybe something actual interesting will happen. And then, you know what gets me? I, you know what I'll gets let you me go about off it? Before I go you know, I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just so... I don't understand. Because the way they cut the trailer, right? Yeah. The trailer was cut to make this movie <laughs> seem like it was just going to be boom, 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 boom. You know, we're just going to, it's just going to happen. We're going to hit it. Like you were, I was all enthused. I was on, the minute I saw that trailer, I was like, I am 100% there. I remember that and I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait. I was so excited. Maybe you hyped it too too much for yourself. You hyped it up a little too much for yourself. And I was like, oh my God, because Hereditary was mind blowing. I just thought Hereditary was good. I don't, I don't remember thinking it was mind blowing. It was my, and you know, but it, but the thing about hereditary which i expect him to kind of do was you remember how things would happen in the in the in the in the background yeah but you had there was really a lot of background foreground see. he had that in this too but it was nothing was interesting in in this stuff so it was just like okay i think the thing is is that in hereditary a lot of things were hidden and you had to figure it out along the way and then eventually at the end you figured it out this one nothing was really hidden because it was a lot of foreshadowing and i think like I know you, and you probably glommed onto it and and understood the foreshadowing a little bit, yeah. and so you foresaw what was going to happen. Yeah, so was, there was no was, surprise. Yeah, I was ready, and so you were like, "All right, and now we're done." 
Where's my surprise? But in Hereditary, there was this whole thing, and yeah. then at the end, you you find this big solution. Yeah. So I understand where it went wrong for you. And and, and then the fact, the way that, and I'm not going to talk about the, how it ended or what happened. No, yeah, yeah, don't It do was that. just the fact that I was like, okay, we're going to end there. Right. That's, that's how it's going to stop? I mean. And it just stopped. I, was like, I mean, right. I think the way they made it stop, it was kind of like exclamation point. They'd already told us what was going to happen uh, with the people that remained <laughs> and how they continued their community. And so you sort of assume at the end, oh, okay, that's what's going to happen to this, these people, this person, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and the little smirk was yes. like, Kind of like revenge porn, yes, type and of that's deal. Exactly, it was. It was, <clears throat> and uh, it felt that way. But it was very Chloe des- Kardashian. But it was very deserved. I, yes. I was thinking more Miss Forty Five. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie, yes. Yes. highly, highly recommend you check yes. out Miss Forty Five because yes. it was fucking badass revenge porn. Yeah, woman so gets raped like four times in an evening, and then spends the rest of the fucking <laughs> film killing people with a forty five. Brutal. Great. But um, well, this was definitely revenge porn. In, it in had a little way. bit of it towards the end. In that way, and then, like I said, if you if you really think about it, because all of this was revealed in the in the artwork that was on the wall. Well, that's what I was gonna say. And yeah, I and I was like, it. oh yeah. So I'm, and I I was like waiting for the next thing because I was, yeah. was remembering the images. So yeah, that so they panned across. Right, right, right. And I was like, oh well, this is getting ready well, to happen. They, they did a bunch of few things. So like the foreshadowing was one of the things I wanted to talk about. There was tons <laughs> of it. Um, the first time I saw it, second time I really saw it. You know, like I read it out full on. Like they were just. This isn't spoil it for you, because foreshadowing just means you get to understand the film a little bit better. Um, and so basically there was like the princess in the bear print over her bed, uh, the illustrated caricature, caricature story at the commune, mm-hmm. right? The the bear in the cage, uh, uh, the story of the seasons illustrated in the in the in the room that they all yeah. slept in. Um, the illustrations of the burning bear in the priest's house. They were in black and white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. I didn't see that the first time. Second time, I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. Like, you know, I was seeing a lot of stuff. And so a lot of that was interesting. And so I liked that a lot. And wasn't there something, remember when she found out about the tragedy and she went to the boyfriend's, when the boyfriend came over, there was something on her wall Behind the couch. No, like, behind the couch. It was, was just the, was the window? It was just the window because it was snowing really badly. That's and right. so it it went from snowing really badly and the sounds of someone screaming yes. to um uh slowly panning in, like not panning in, pushing in, and then the snow became textural yeah. and that became the backdrop for the credits. Right. And so I, I mean see that's what I was I wanna say is that <clears throat> it was very immersive. That's like, what made me think it was just going to be epic because well, yeah, I was because so it was like, ready. But like from the very beginning, so like we have the ringing of phones, the 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 the, the sense of being on drugs, right? The the screaming, the imagery, the singing, the shakiness, like um and those of weird the plane. sounds they were Whenever making. they had fucking that turbulent shit, that shit was crazy, the tonal sort of orchestral music then when they entered the commune the flutists that were playing yeah. like 
all of that felt very. I like the cut where she was the commune trance. She went screaming into the bathroom. Right, that's what I'm saying. The commune trance. So like that whole thing when she when she went screaming into the bathroom was another thing that really pulled me in. These transitions were amazing. So the transition on the plane, the one you're describing, she got really upset. Uh, She was discussing the tragedy in her life, and she walks with this beautiful overhead shot down the hallway into a room. And when the door closes, we're in front of her now. And now she's on the plane. Um, and so then another time they were in, there was so many magical moments like that. So like the snow texture we just talked about. Um, so uh, the laptop emails, that's all I can say, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) without ruining it. Um, then the turbulence on the plane, the shakiness shook, and then would shake again, and then you would be in a scene. And it's like it shook you into the next scene. Like when they did the shrooms, mm-hmm. like you were high too. A lot of it was really crazy. So it, it for me, you know me, for me, it really that type of stuff pulls me into a film, and I fucking love it. It's just like... Um, like all his his cinematography. First of all, cinematographer. I'll be remiss if I don't mention this guy. First of all, one of the best places that cinematography is ever taught is in Poland. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're not a Polish cinematographer, catch up, because like these guys are fucking amazing. Japan does really good too. China does really good too, but Poland is where it's at. So we we've heard this guy's name before. His name is Pavel. I'm gonna try my best to pronounce his name properly. Um, Pogorowski. Okay. Mm, Pogorzelski. Pogorzelski. Yeah, Pogorzelski. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's a cinematographer, like Hereditary, Midsommar, um, home movies with um Gerard the the comic. Uh, he's done a few other things: Tragedy Girls, Judate. I don't know what kind of title that is. The Monster Within. I've heard his name before. Um. Without that, I'm just saying, Polish cinematographers is amazing. Google it, look it up. It's a true thing. He went into this whole thing of like 180 degree angles, right? That's uh, And then they would, you know, and I mean it in a sense that not on a linear context where they would flip the world upside down so it's like that so as above, so below feel. Yeah. Which really just um, sort of symbolizes your entrance into hell. Yeah, and that's the point of that whole shot where they were in the car and it flips. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When they're going down the road Mm -hmm. and it flips because they're literally going into hell. And so, you know, it's sort of the entrance into hell. The whole foreground, background work that he would do, you know, there'd be a soft uh, fore and a strong back, and then he'd flip it again. Um, It's very Chinatown-esque feel a lot of steady cam floaty feels add to that dreamy druggy effect he did a lot of that a lot of blurred drug effect like the moving grass remember the flowy yes. trees, mm-hmm, the trees um like the winking flowers remember the flowers yeah, like winking hot. on the fucking queen's headdress like the flutes the lens flares were crazy mm-hmm. a lot of that was really good i really like that yeah, it was like really amazing. Now, when we go into the crazy, okay, for me, what was fucking crazy is everything had a chant, everything had like a song. They did every fucking thing together. 
which was really just crazy communal shit, right? So they had this whole, like, it was like they fucked together, they slept together, they cared for kids together, like, whenever they were soothing a baby and singing. And it was in soft background focus, right? They were fucking rocking a kid while he and her, he was singing her, like, a happy birthday thing with a slice of cake or whatever. And the fucking people in the background, like, seven of them rocking a baby at the same time, singing... The kid to sleep. It was really fucking. That part was and really. That f- kid never slept at night, but seemed to sleep during the daytime. I don't know. Apparently. I guess not because that Ugh. kid always fucking cried, right? Ugh. But then they slept together, right? And when I mean they slept together, they slept in the same bed. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 fucking together thing was really fucking weird too. Um, soon then, baby, they ate together, and they ate at certain like rhythm, like a cadence, right? They did chores together. They prayed together. They played together. It was almost like a hive mind situation, right? It was very odd. Yeah. But ultimately, I liked it because I thought there was a rhythm to the story that I liked. There was not one time I felt bored or unaware or disinterested. Um, and I think it was because it was an amalgamation of all these things I just described that kept me involved in the film. Nice. And I got the story nice. entirely. Well, you said nice. <laughs> what I thought was it was an excess of cinematography and the tricks that you can play. But I still felt like they could have given me more depth into the story of one, why this cult was there. I don't think the story was about the cult. I, I, what What was it about? What was I, it I about? Think, I think it was about, I think it. Because was it I about this this group of friends? I think it was about the group of friends that went on this trip and what happened to them on the trip. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was about the depth of the cult. We got to see pieces of the cult and how the cult interacted and how it affected them because they served a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. Well, and I guess, I guess that's because, and I guess you see it that way, or I see it the way I see it, is because the in Hereditary, it was about, but stop combining cult. and I need to stop yeah you need to too. stop adding but yeah they're, it, not, they're not the same cult. the fact is he does the same he does the same kinds of things right. it's always some some cult some group. well he has a thing about families he, he has, has a thing this, about religion right and he, he kind of pulls cult, all these things and together. he pulls it together so but in this I mean telling, in his short he it was another film about a family and it was a ultimately it was about the black son who was secretly fucking the father? So it was weird cult shit. Oh, that was the uh, the Joan the Johnsons. Yeah, that's his short yes, film. Yes, I saw that. Very disturbing. Yeah, film. so like that. That's basically his thing. Well, but that says a lot right there. That says a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ar- Ari's disturbing. Ari might have some issues, but you know, it makes for good filmmaking. But it just felt so. like, and then the the body distortions. I yeah, just didn't. He might have like, issues what with was bodies the point? as well. What was the point of that? Like, there was just no real. You mean at the end? Yeah, this when yeah. when the reveal of yeah. some of the. the I don't other know. I, I I I took it to be cultish. I didn't really think much further than that, um, because my thing was like, what is the purpose of these people in this story versus like the cult? I didn't need to know more about the cult. I needed to know how to get the fuck out because we were so immersed. But anyway, I I. I'm still troubled as to one when all this crazy stuff started happening. You only had 
two people that decided they wanted to get out of there. And I'm like, well, where are we going? Like, where is this going to go into? But I you mean, know what? I ultimately, people are going to like this and some people are going to hate it. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, you'll have to decide for yourself where you think the story is going to go. Um, for some people, they think it's a little closed. For some people, they think it's a little open ended. You just all have to go for yourself. If you are a fan of Hereditary and you liked it, I'm going to give it about a four. I really liked it. Four out of five? Four out of five. Um, I thought it was pretty good. If you're interested in his work, Ari Aster, um, and you really sort of like stories like this or sort of cult-ish religion type of situations, check it out. See what you think. Judge for yourself. and, and, And let us know. I'm giving it a two for the cinematography. Good night. Jesus. Jesus. Ooh. Cinematography Ooh. at least deserve a three. I'm going to give it a two. Nope. I'm going to give it fine. a two because it was all too white and too this, but whatever. Racial. It was too. <laughs> it was just Racial. too sunny and whatever. It was just uh, Racial. No, I'm not good with season like that. I mean, I mean, it you know, full much. disclosure, it is all whites. But I mean, it was just weird to me. But I, I'm, mean, I was very uncomfortable. We're used to seeing white people get themselves into situations. But you know, and that's that's fine. <laughs> but two, anyway, two at I'm best. Glad. Go see the next thirty minutes if you want to waste your money. But uh, I'll I'll never see this again. I differ with Vaughn, but we move on to yesterday as the prompts. Yes. And thank you, Alex, for not singing. <laughs> it didn't mean he wasn't going to. See? Oh, I believe in yesterday. It's not going to cost so us anything. Okay. I think we're good. I'm not half the man I used to be. This film got me in my feelings, guys. This film did get me in my great. feelings. It was really cool. Um, Go ahead, Tawana. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to admit. I'm going to I'm going to admit a, num, a, num. a particular um addiction of mine okay oh god can't spell addiction without yeah. all right there's no dick in my life <laughs> okay i was gonna say unless action. dick is unless I was that's say how you action. spell dildo wow <laughs> you, you walked into that mind. you filthy walked mind. into that <laughs> anyway oh, i will say one of my addictions who i've been lately sort of Putting this into the world is rom coms. Okay, yeah. I fucking love Pretty Woman. I love um, all kinds of shit like that. Wow. Oddly enough, I don't really like the notebook. You turning straight? No, I'm not turning straight. I might be secretly a little feminine. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, if you want to fuck, don't even get me started because then wow. we'll jump into gender constructs and I don't want to offend anyone. Um, <laughs> so let's just say this. I'm already offended because you use the word construct. <laughs> God, please to want to finish. Triggered. I love this movie. That's yeah. what I'll say. It was fun. <laughs> it was lots fun. of fun. Super fucking sweet. Yes. Um, just a good overall feel good movie directed by Danny Boyle, of course, who we know from his usual fares of. Uh, but see, here's the thing about Danny Boyle. He's got a wide diverse. Uh, thing right, so one hundred twenty-seven hours, twenty-eight days later, Slumdog Millionaire. We know him from a variety of different types of genres. Yes, he's, he's genre bending. Genre yes, bending is. millions. Um, so you know, this was right up his alley, I should sure. say. Slice of life, sure. uh, film. It's the synopsis is it's a struggling musician who realizes. He's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline 
where they never existed. Uh, starring Hamish Patel. He's in some British show that a lot of people like that we would have nothing, mm. we would not know about called EastEnders. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. It's on PBS. Uh, right, right, right. If you're into that or BBC, yeah. you would East probably Enders know it. EastEnders is classic. It, classic, right? Classic. I had no idea. He, yeah. he was the longest running, second longest running character on the show he was been yeah. on there for like 10 15 years because he was young when he started he was yeah he was on there like 17 years or something mm-hmm. like that then um lily james i love her she's super sweet yeah she played ellie uh several other people are in the film but who's who's the comedian who's from saturday it. night live yeah ed sheeran was in it of course who gives a fuck he's an actor is the woman the american woman yeah what the hell she's not even in this whole she has to be listed in there she's not listed in oh this what a shame for you thing. americans oh kate mckinnon i was about to say she has to be i mean and she's a lesbian so i had to really kind of mention her a little bit <laughs> she was my least favorite part of this movie i mean uh, she's I didn't, funny i didn't like her i didn't her dislike her she had a good like a good little one line i felt like she was they made her play an American stereotype. They made her play yeah. an American stereotype entirely. A thousand percent. Yeah. But um, it was just some of the lines that I just was, I just didn't like them. But it, she played them, and she did. You know, she did a good job. It was good to see her take a turn. I think they purposely played her that way. Yeah. You know, to be that hardcore American like manager, PR, da 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 da. In the what the great big marketing meeting right right so she was just like the soulless part of being a musician well what what turned me off with her was that line where she said to the father when did you know your son was better than you that completely <laughs> that, me like off. she did a lot it of kills those, me but she that was like turned me off completely she said what I he said that. um what was his name uh the the character uh uh jack how could yeah. i forget that jack father's name Jack. So, yeah. So, Jack says to her, oh, I really need to talk to you at one of the concerts. And she goes, what do you want to talk about? How I'm going to make so much money that I'm going to buy another house in Malibu? And I'm like, yeah. "Ah." (laughs) I think she was supposed to make your skin crawl. Well, she did. Yeah. (laughs) She did. That was the point of her. She did. No, she said she was going to buy not just another place, but the beachfront. Right. I was like, all of awesome. it. All of it. All I'm going to buy all of the beachfront. So right. it was like, so the whole time she was just a little much, you know, yeah. she was truly American. Yeah. And it was, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, that's, I, I really hate that stereotype about Americans because people really think that's just how everybody is. Oh, not everybody, but some of us. But it's, 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 it's little, true. It's <laughs> very true. It's very true. That's what, yeah, when I moved sad. here, my, the company I worked for, the guys that ran it, they thought that all, especially in advertising, they thought that everyone behaved that way. Right. Right. And no. so they tried to structure deals, and they brought a, in that way. And they brought an arrogant attitude to oh, to no. meetings, as if that's how we were going to be treated. Right. And you know, obviously, me being the guy on the ground, within ten minutes, I was like, oh, that's not. Yeah, it's a stere- It's it's a stereotype <laughs> based out of small amounts of people but niche areas right? niche areas yeah, but sure. americans do have an entitlement about them and no, a know. lot of ignorant ones go overseas and completely yeah utilize that yep. no but they don't a lot of people go overseas with that same entitlement like what happened to this what happened you're not in america you're visiting mm. another country i know so mm. you know it's i mean we've seen it 
yeah, traveling. It's ugly. But it's kind of ugly. But I mean, there are nice ones like us. And, and like I said, exactly. she was she was <laughs> she she fit the the movie perfectly. And I think it was good to have her contrast. It was good to have her as like I think it was also she was like the devil, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. he was the good guy, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so it was like, this is what happens, you know. Yeah, and it was good to see sweet, someone from like Saturday Night Live be successful. Yeah, she's cool. She's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like it. I think Danny Boyle is, is um, for me, Danny Boyle is excellent in showing a slice of life that becomes extraordinary. You know, you it's know. like a day in the life of this person and then boom. I mean, I, I think also... Danny Boyle sort of mirrors these guys after himself. He looks like this regular, simple guy. Yeah. Right? Who wouldn't normally get much if he wasn't someone important. Right. right. Um, and that's just based on his accolades. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm sure he's a great guy or whatever he is. But in real life. But I'm sure this feels this feels very personal when he does these stories. Mm-hmm. It's and like so, common man. He likes to yeah, tell the common man Yeah, he likes to tell story. the common man story. It's just like he always wants the common man to succeed. Right. But in an extraordinary way. Yeah. You know? And so for me, I just, I really liked um, how sweet and visually stunning it was in certain parts. You know, like the type Yes. In yes. the frame. Yes. Coming down like the highway. Yes. And different parts like that. Like for me, that was really interesting. And then there were other times where he kept it really simple to highlight that they were just simple people. Right. And that part was really interesting. So it's like, it's the kind of film where you kind of get carried away, you know? And it just was a bit of, it was a bit of a tribute film to the Beatles, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the oh, songs definitely. were stripped. The songs were stripped back. It wasn't all the orchestration that you would normally well, hear. Well, because that's what people know of the Beatles, yeah. right? So a lot of people try to sing the Beatles, right? They cover their songs. Like mm-hmm. I was just saying, yeah. right, Here Comes the Sun. Like, I'm not a super Beatles fan. I like their songs. But I like people's covers of them more than I like their songs. Like mm-hmm. Nina Simone's Here Comes the Sun, to me, is way better than their song. But that's just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I just, I just really like hearing other people's interpretation and the music of their music and the music's you know it's like it's dated now right yeah so it's like a, it, obviously it holds up as being an amazing song but their real you know their superpowers was just their songwriting and their mm-hmm. like the way they handled their melodies right so they're, they're almost the perfect songs for modern day singer songwriters to pick up and right. reinterpret yeah for sure. And to right. do them so beautifully so yeah you know you can you can you, know, you can reimagine these these songs into slightly different genres. Yes, and exactly. They, and they're as they're as beautiful to us today as they were to people back then because we have a modern take on those songs. And sometimes yeah. that doesn't always work out, but in a lot of the ways, like Nina Simone's, is amazing. Right. You know, yeah. it's amazing. But it's they an amazing become, song to work with. Right. And I think this. I mean, he may be a fan of the Beatles. I didn't even check. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's a fan. Um, Would have been his childhood. Really, sure. really considering the ending, which I won't give away. Mm. Who and Jack meets yes. the, that man on the beach house, um, but um, yeah, I think I think you're right in terms of it's it's this very simple, easy classical, um, everyday stories sung yeah. in those songs too. It's yeah, just like yeah, sure. It's just like who couldn't understand what it is to meet a woman or someone you love. And you just fall in love with them, or they love a park, or, you know. And I, I loved how they tried to use, because obviously, you know, he wakes up after 
the all the lights go out and he right. wakes up after getting into this accident. Right. This horrible accident. Yeah, it's, yeah. this bad accident. Right. But then, you know, he quickly realizes that, you know, being a, a, a Beatles cover artist, he quickly realizes that, you know, the Beatles just don't exist anymore in this alternate reality. Right. So he sets about trying to remember every Beatles yeah. song <laughs> ever every created. Song and ever that created. had to be very hard. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then remember the lyrics and remember everything because right, there's right, no right. written record of anything. Yeah. And, he, and so part of his mission is just trying to preserve, just trying to preserve the Beatles it. music. Yeah. You know, and there are a couple other people in the film who also sort of remember what the Beatles were before this event happened. Right. Um, but, you know, it was sort of just the, the sweetness of him as he was these songs have a lot of emotion a lot of story to them right you know and so obviously like he's hanging out with ed sheeran a lot right. Ed sheeran's features in this film yes and he's like how do you do this how, how do you just have so many songs just songs. and these come from a place these are emotional you right. know like how are you the greatest singer songwriter to come out of right. nowhere because he right. has this infinite log of every beatles song right, ever right, made right. to pull from you know right. and they're so sweet and innocent and like and emotional yeah and, and he sort of just has to make up reasons like as to hard, why hard pulling he comes up with these amazingly heart-wrenching songs right. like instantly you know so right. and that sort of reflects back and mirrors his own life well, what which I, I thought like, was right. quite sweet. what i thought was i felt cool like about some it. of the songs did mirror his own life but that's because they're always like a slice of life right mm -hmm. right well what was interesting about it was when they didn't and he would be trying to explain but where did this because people were always throughout the, <laughs> the film, hey the hey jude moment no, people were always oh, no, asking um, him where, ussr like where are these songs coming from like <laughs> he was like oh well since we're here in Russia, right <laughs> when, did, when did you write <laughs> this you know like, there was what? a whole lot of that and and you know yeah the his his manager in the film his first manager the love interest yeah Ellie. you know their moments was just so sweet and it was just one of so those situations sweet. where you know you've always been friends with it's when friends turn into lovers and 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 you see that moment of yeah they do a lot of that when you when you're trying to like she was I know she was hoping that he would say oh I was writing that about you you know I know you right, could see she it had in her no eyes, idea what was happening you know but she was be like waiting on it and but he what, was just never giving it to her what's really interesting is in this alternate universe it was ultimately about him because this was the only thing that was missing there were other things that were missing yeah. and he was just like what the fuck so you don't right. have this right and this doesn't exist anymore and what right. so ultimately it's like also I wondered I was like is he in a coma and he's dreaming all this yeah. it could be you know what i mean like ultimately it could spin off into lots of different ideas yeah. you yeah. know what i mean and then you could say like what is this what is that but it it, it was danny boyle just has this way of telling these story tales transpotting it's yes. another one i forgot mm -hmm. to mention that you know yes, a, a slumdog millionaire is another one where it's it, it's like a fairy tale come to life yeah right and so ultimately you just go along for the ride like when when you were getting read a bedtime story. Yeah. And it was there was just there was a a gentleness about it because his intentions were actually pure. Very and then pure. when it got out of control and the success he of it. He still tried to be a pure guy. He was still trying to hold on to that. But and and I think this is a good example of of celebrity and fame, what yes. what that could turn you into. Yes, what it could turn you into. When you're trying to just put out some good material and some content or music as it were. And it just it was interesting to see his his battle there. It was interesting interesting to see his battle and how he tried to keep himself as a genuine soul. Mm -hmm. And also not forget 
the people he knew, who he was, where he came from. Right, because he was always connected to them. And his boy, his boy that was a road manager, <laughs> hilarious. Who was just a mess, but it was a great little sidekick. There were a lot of little nuggets in here that were really interesting. Also, what I liked was being an American and listening to them um, speak in references of their own life. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's interesting. We jump back and forth between America and 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 London or Britain. Um, and so there are a lot of references that I found really um, genuine and sweet. Um, you know, when they would mention like crisps, we, we call them potato chips, right. they call them crisps. But yeah. the way he was like, can I have a couple crisps? And it's just us, almost like Alex. You know, there are some things Did in the way interesting about Alex. No, no, no. In the way oh, they okay. in the way they describe something, okay. our way of describing something is a very blunt and very real. Their yeah, yeah, way yeah. is always delicate. It's like tea versus coffee. For sure. It's always a delicate way of saying something. Even when you meet it's like she was like she really wanted to say, Why are you so fucking mad? Which is what they would say in America. And she was like, Why are you so cross? It's just yeah, for yeah, me, yeah, those yeah. things are very interesting and very delicate and added to the story. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, that, it's that concept of civility, right? Concept of civility, right? In which it, it, it added to the sweet little fairy tale. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about, Twan? I'm always civil. No, we're not civil as shit. We're fucked up. We're 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 no, a bull that. in a china shop. Civil, civil disobedience. We're, I get that. we're the bull in a china no, shop, that. full of like uh, tiny little. Like teacups. Yeah, you know, and I, and I get it. I felt the same way with it when he was when he was interacting with the family, his yeah, parents, like, and the neighbor, and all of that because he was just trying to. He was so it was, frustrated. With it them. was the perfect moment because he, he was always respectful. Always respectful, and but, even the people who were interrupting him were respectful. They were like, "Oh, I'm sorry. He's just singing his song. Let it go." <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. That right. phone call is well, hilarious. Yeah, but you know he. Well, yeah. All right, All right I have to go now. Right. <laughs> it's just like, maybe I need to date a British person. Right. It was just some great. <laughs> it was just like, some great moments. Add some there. civility to my life because it was so. I walked out in such a good mood. Yeah. It it left everybody feeling the same way. Absolutely. I think it was. It was amazing. You know, it's just culturally for me, having lived here for like, I don't know, four years now, almost right. five. And whenever I, you know, London is kind of like the, you know, it's it's the it's the New York of England, right? Yes. Um, and sort of, you know, as far as European and British people go, it's kind of like, oh, this is like, this is the hustle and grind right. of Western Europe in a way, right? And to me, it is like taking a fucking vacation, man. Like London compared to this fucking joint. Oh, forget it. Oh my god, it is like there's no super high. There's like there's no skyscrapers almost anywhere. Oh no. Nope. You got parks and fucking trees everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Transit's not that cheap, but it's like it's clean right. relatively. And it you goes know? everywhere. And it, it goes it, everywhere. It goes everywhere. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, man. Like even when I've gone there for work, I'm like, this is fucking nice, man. Right. This is a chill joint. Like I'm not mad at this, you know. Uh-huh. And it's just like, 
yeah i mean for, for us as new you know new yorkers for right. me pseudo new yorker right but yeah. just like you got five more years. people are exactly you gotta do 10 years <laughs> Got to put in your yeah, fucking stretch. Got to put in your 10 years stretch. In New York. It. But it's like, yeah, everything. We, fuck, man. Everyone here is just so direct and just to the point. Don't waste my fucking time. Can right. you do it? Can you not do it? Get out of my face. Right. And there's just this like, even, even, it doesn't matter how busy or hectic like the UK gets, right. or sort of European culture gets, there's always this like, they always try to sort of dot within the lines and it's a bit be of polite. Civility. Be polite. They just try to be polite. Even when they're yelling at you. Yeah. Are you <laughs> taking a fucking piss? What? <laughs> it's like, are you fucking with me? Is an American word. Yeah. Like on the way here, I literally was crossing the street and this family kept getting in my way. And so they were pointing and pointing <sighs> and that. pointing and pointing. Okay, because we record in a very tourist spot yes. in yeah. New York. Yeah. And so, very touristy over here. And so... I'm, dip, I'm dipping them, diving, I'm trying to get around them. Finally, I just say, you can't be from here. And it was a black guy and his family. I think they were interracial. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the black guy who's, who recognized the tone, yeah, right? And so he turned around and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not from here. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I was just being real New York with you. Are you lost? And he was like, yeah, where's, um, where's Rockefeller Center? I'm like, you're standing in it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I didn't proceed <laughs> I, to I give that. him you directions. You come from Columbus Circle. Motherfuckers right. on top of it. Right. And so like, uh, he proceed, I proceed to give him directions. Uh. And I think that's what happens in New York. People think, based on what they've seen and based on what they hear, I guess, that we're just nasty and mean and raw and straight. We you are all, We are mm-hmm. all those things. Yeah. But if you ask for help, we will give it to you. Yeah. That's true. For sure. So for anyway. Sure. What I think is interesting, too, about this film is that in, in Danny Boyle, he always uses people of color of some Oh, that's some what place. I was also going to say, yes. It's never just... It's, it's never just white. It's mm-hmm. never just white. And I, and I appreciate that because you get to learn more about different cultures. I think this right. man was of Indian descent. He's of Indian descent. And, and I think it's interesting when you start to learn and to see how cultural things come into play. Right. And, and you know, he's, he's more... This character was a little bit more gentrified and all of his, his friends and his... Mm-hmm. They were like a British Indian family. Right, right. and, and yeah. it was cool, yeah. but, though, but it was cool because once again, we learned that all families are the same. Everybody's right. parents would be of the course. same way <laughs> with it, that they yeah. treated him. Our parents would be the same. Alex, I know of your course. parents would be the same too. And it's just, these are, the, these are the things that bring people together. And Danny has a way of doing that. Yeah. In all of his, he did it with Slumdog. He did, mm. He's done it. He done it with it, millions. With and that mi- was in Ireland. So, exactly. So many yeah. things. He's he's good at touching that emotional. Even 28 human days. Experience. Even, a, yeah. even 28 days later was a human experience. Right. Horror film. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, he changed his genre and now yes. zombies run. Right. <laughs> Because really, that was just yeah, an ode he, to he, George he Romero. Did fuck right. with the genre, yeah, he he? and he it. fucked with the genre. Mm-hmm. And because of him, every fucking zombie runs except for in Walking Dead. They right. fucking sprint. They yeah. sprint now. <laughs> he was the one person that changed yeah, he, it. He, he made them rabid. Right. But but that's the beauty right. of of his his storytelling, right? And and I think that it's it's something to be said about that because yes. once again, the common man is every man is every man, and I do appreciate that. And it and it's it's interesting because it feels like. I've never been to Europe, uh, but it Pencil feels it like in. I can't. Huh? Pencil it in. Yes, I, I will for certain. Um, it is on the list. Um, but certainly, I love that, like you said, he includes people of color. Mm-hmm. And it seems like over in, in Europe, especially in London, um, 
Africans and Indians seem to be like the main culture stay over there. It's like it's in their it's in their food. It's in their in their Indian Indian culture in particular is, is like very big in Britain. Deeply rooted in Britain. Right. Now. And so deeply here yeah. here it's African American culture and Latin culture. Mm-hmm. That's really rooted in America. Um, we eat their food. We live their. We live in their lives. We listen to their music. It's very rooted. And so when I look at that, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Right. It's always like some sort of Indian component. Like, of wh- like that was when I first went to England. I remember the because New Zealand is like, fucking, it's pretty white for the uh, most part. But it's like Maui. Right? Well, yeah. When you've got like they're. It's like obviously heavily influenced by the Polynesian mm-hmm. culture and Polynesian cultures, but like I always saw England as like the it was like almost like going back to like white Africa, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like yeah. it's like this is where like the all these things that were part of my culture because we're colonials, right? I was kind of like, okay, that's Colonizer. where it's going to be exactly. This is like <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, we we did our stealing. We're trying to atone for it. I, at we're least you would, it out. At least you atoned for we're, it. Well, it's an ongoing process. It's <laughs> right. an ongoing process. Right. Um, but when I went back there, I was like, holy shit. Like, all of the cultures that Britain fucking took over, mm. it's like, it makes me think of Malcolm X, the chickens coming home to roost. Right. Because every place that Britain has colonized they have all come back to Britain. And now the Britons don't fucking like it. <laughs> oh, and I'm wow. like, oh, really, motherfucker? Like, for real, dude? <laughs> for think- real? And they don't even like, they don't even like white people, they don't even like colonials from yeah. other countries coming back. Right, no. They yeah. don't want any. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, my family, like no my, fa- my great-grandfather's no name is etched on a church in fucking the south of England. Like, this oh, is wow. where my people come from, right. you know? And, and they fucking, they don't want us back. They don't want anybody back. And I was like, well, too fucking it's late, that whole nationalist You took us. Like, you were, you took over the whole planet yeah. and yeah, sent everyone everywhere, movement. and now people want to come back and see what's up. Brexit. But there's bullshit. like, but there's, I mean, you know how we get a slice of pizza here? You get a fucking curry in London. Yeah, yeah you do. You get a curry, like you get a slice. Yeah. And you get and chicken shop as yep. well. Chicken shops for uh, the Muslim Schwarmers chicken shops, dude. And yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Everywhere, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's like you get a slice of pizza, a taco, yeah, a burger. Yeah. In New Zealand, you get a meat pie. That's yeah. your go-to. Is a meat. Or and then you can get any like food, any food under the fucking sun. Uh, I'm not yesterday, like uh, midsummer meat pies. Yeah, meat pies, dude. I always felt like we don't we don't fuck with the fruit pies. We don't fuck with these dessert pies, dude. You get that meat pie, gas mm-hmm. station meat pies. Okay. It's actually really good. I'm anyway, good. I'm anyway, sure. like I give patty. this movie an absolute five out of five because you made me weepy and sweet as fuck, and it's hard to make me sweet. Um, because yeah, you're so mean. Unless Hashtag unless you're facts. in love with me, um, it's hard to make me sweet. I love you too. Oh, I love you too, but you you don't have a vagina. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Let's see. The jury's still That's out. That's the next episode. <laughs> anyway, we love this film. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I'm a, it's a five out of five for me. Right, too. right, right. Really, I'm gonna go four and a half out of five. There you go. Close enough. There we go. It's I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect, but it was very, very good. It was very, very good. It was yeah, better than really. Midsummer, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion, but go see for yourself. Check out yesterday. Check out Midsummer. We all really loved it. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud, where we host. And don't forget to use the hashtag. That's hashtag BBM Podcast. Once again, that's hashtag BBM Podcast. And join us next time for uh, episode 48, Ooh. where we're going to review the Aquafina family yes. drama, The yeah. Farewell, and uh, Tarantino's new flick, Once, Once a- But a Time in Hollywood. There you go. That is a big set. It's a super set. It is a super set. We got to check it out. But join us next time. See you next time. Beer bourbon. And a movie. And a movie.